Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes, and that gets us into God's Word. And that's so important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we get into God's Word every day, even for this short time, that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith. It helps us also to stay focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, on eternity. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? Probably some within your own family, in fact. Well, help them and ultimately help them possibly even get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with anybody you can and everybody you can. Again, what a great blessing for someone to ultimately get to heaven because you helped get them into God's word or maybe back into God's word by sharing these short studies with them. But that would also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. I want to begin a new line of thought and study. I'm going to be talking about something that is relevant to every single one of us. Have you ever driven a car or any kind of a vehicle like that, maybe a truck or an SUV, maybe a van or a minivan, whatever it might be? Well, if you've driven a vehicle for very long at all, and I'm not talking about for months or years or decades, I'm talking about you know probably within a number of weeks, certainly within a few months probably, you have had an experience that put you in a dangerous situation, either of your own making or that of another driver. That dangerous situation could have resulted in a life-threatening accident for yourself or maybe even for others around you involved in other vehicles. Well, what am I talking about? Think about the scenario. This is so common. It happens all the time. You're driving along, maybe you're on a four-lane street, maybe a kind of a main thoroughfare through the town in which you live, or maybe you're on an interstate highway where there's two or more lanes going each direction. You look in your rearview mirror, you look in your side mirrors, you see no vehicle, you want to change lanes, so you put your, th your signal on and you start to veer over into the next lane. Instantly, you hear screeching brakes, blaring horns, and you quickly come back into your own lane. Right there, right there, just a little to the rear, but almost, and almost right beside you was another vehicle. Another vehicle. Now, you had checked your mirrors, but he did not appear in your mirror. But he was there all the time. How did he get there? Why didn't you see him? He was in your blind spot, wasn't he? We talk about blind spots as we drive. And so you not only have to check the mirrors, you have to do a little bit careful that you're staying in your lane, that you're safe in your traffic flow there, but you not only have to check those mirrors, the rear view mirror, the side view mirrors, but you also have to turn your head a little bit and make sure there is not a vehicle in that blind spot before you veer over into that lane. 
Blind spots. Blind spots. Happens all the time. It happens to each one of us, basically. Probably not a single driver would be able to say, no, I've never had that problem. I've never almost caused an accident or run into an accident or had somebody else almost cause an accident for me because I was in their blind spot or they were in my blind spot. (laughs) Again, very common. Well, do you have any blind spots? Do you have any blind spots in your life? Not talking about just driving along. That bl- those blind spots, as we have, as we're driving a vehicle, they're there all the time. That's why we have to be so extra careful as we're driving to make sure that we check before we change lanes or before we make a turn. We also need to watch vehicles a little bit ahead of us as we're maybe driving along in their blind spot beside them or maybe starting to pass them, but we're not yet visible in their side view or rear view mirrors. And so we've got to make sure, we've got to be careful that they don't change lanes right in front of us, not seeing us because we're in their blind spot. Everybody has blind spots. And I believe when it comes to our lives, not just driving, but I think we all have blind spots in our lives in general. I think we have blind spots in our spiritual lives, especially. Potential problem areas that do not show up on our internal radar. (laughs) We stumble into dangerous situations that we just do not see because they are in our blind spots, our blind spots in life. I think King Solomon serves as a great illustration of what I'm talking about. If we look at 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning with verse 5, we read about King Solomon, and he was unique among, the, among Israel's kings and also unique among the people of the world. As Israel's third king, as he was succeeding his father David to the throne, David having died, or was dying at least, God offered Solomon a blessing of his own choosing. Basically, God said, tell me what you would like. I'm ready to bless you. Beginning with verse 5 in 1 Kings chapter 3, let's read. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant, David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant, that is, speaking of himself, king instead of my father, David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go in or come in, how to go out or come in. Now Solomon spoke in humility before God. He humbled himself. He recognized he had shortcomings. He had weaknesses. He had inexperience at the new position that he held as king over all of Israel. 
And so when God approached him, communicated with him through this dream, and said, ask, ask what you will, what can I give you? What can I bless you with? Solomon, he praised God for having blessed his father David. And, and, and so he says, you have shown great mercy to your, ser- to, your, uh, to your servant David, my father. And then he went on and praised his father, basically, recognizing that his father had walked in before God in truth, in righteousness, and in upright, uprightness of heart with God. Now, did David make any mistakes along the way? Absolutely he did. But David is a great example of basic, deep-down, continuous dedication and commitment to God. And also, God's love for us and God's patience with us and God's willingness to forgive us and continue to bless us when we repent and get back on the right path when we do make mistakes. So Solomon recognizes the uprightness, the integrity, spiritual integrity of his father as he walked before God and served God as king over Israel. And then in verse 7, Solomon says, and it's, it's like putting a butt in there, you know, you've done all this for my father and you've continued to bless my father in that you've made me, his son, king over your people, succeeding my father. And the idea of the but, but now, O Lord God, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David, and I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Now, was Solomon a little child in terms of genealogy, age? Obviously not. He was a grown-up man. But he was humbly assessing himself as being like a little child in the face of this new task before him, this new position with which God had blessed him, and that being making him king over Israel. Oh, he says, I'm like a little child. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. So he goes on then, beginning in verse 8, and he says, Your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, and now he's about to respond to God's offer of a blessing of Solomon's own choosing. So what does Solomon ask God for? Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Oh, my. Solomon was humble before God. He says, he doesn't ask him for riches. He doesn't ask him for glory, honor, power. He says, please give me wisdom. Please give me wisdom so I can know how to judge your people rightly and effectively. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice, behold, 
I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there is none that so that none so that there has not been any one like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. Now we're to understand, I believe, that God told Solomon, I'm going to bless you with a degree of wisdom that surpasses all other human beings who have ever lived before you and who will ever live after you. The lone exception, of course, being Jesus as he came into this world in human form. What a great example Solomon was in that request to God's offer, just ask me whatever you would that I can bless you with as Solomon became king. Sounds like an excellent relationship. Sounds like a wonderful, level-headed, humble servant of God. But Solomon had a blind spot. We'll start to talk about that next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to open our eyes and recognize our blind spots and to try to be careful as we can be, and of course, with your protection and guidance, to be able to effectively be safe, conduct ourselves safely by your guidance and your protection through those blind spots. Thank you, Father, for loving us and blessing us and taking care of us so much. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.